Have you ever wondered what a career in real estate is all about? My 30 Days to Success workbook will teach you what an agent should do from their first day in business through their first 30 days. Everything from finding clients to setting up appointments to deciding what office to join and which type of real estate is good for you, be it residential or be it commercial. 30 Days to Success is a training manual for new people. If you are needing additional training in real estate sales, if your company training program is maybe needing improvement, purchase 30 Days to Success for $79, which includes the link to online training as well as the comprehensive 30 Days to Success workbook. Santa Maria, CEO, Champion School of Real Estate, the nation's leader in real estate education. Our goal is to jumpstart your career, boost your career to the next level, give you insight into what a career as an entrepreneur in real estate is all about. Real estate is the career of top producers, and we are always finding the creme de la creme or best in the business who openly share their steps to success and they are always champions. Livingindallastexas.com, that's the name of their team. They are with EXP Realty. And uh, I am so happy today to have Levi Lassick. And Levi Lassick is one of the partners along with Travis Plum. And they have done incredible, incredibly well using YouTube as their platform in order to bring business to their particular team. It is so very unusual to find a team that in fact just 100% uses YouTube to have brought them all the success that they have. So without any additional information, I want you all to meet and see Levi. Levi, how are you today? I'm doing well, Rita. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. And I want you to know that I watched most of your YouTubes. They are really amazing. And I hope our students watch them as well. And uh, right up, you know, in the get-go, how long have you been licensed? Tell us your story. Yeah, well, funny story. I originally got licensed with Champions in 2004. So I had a really good friend in the business that got licensed in 2002. It took him about two years to talk me into it because I, I was never really interested in being a real estate agent. It just wasn't something that I looked up to or inspired to do. But uh, I was, and I really didn't know what I wanted to do early on in my career. So I was just more of a follower. And, you know, my friend Mike talked me into it in 2004, but I was still in the reserves. I had, uh, I was in the army and had gotten out of uh, training and everything. And 
and was still in the reserves. And so I did get licensed 2004, but a week after I got licensed, I got called up to deploy. Of course, you know what happened after 2001. And so of course, a lot of activity in that time frame. And I ended up getting deployed for 18 months. I spent 12 months of that over in Iraq. So half of 2004, all the way through 2006, I was deployed. I came home, my license expired, and I just went on about my merry way into a different sales business. So again, I, I thought over while I was deployed, I was like, ah, you know, I, I just really kind of got talked into being an agent, wasn't really interested in it. So I, I just walked away and let my license expire. Now, fast forward and 2020 came, I had been running a very successful financial services business for about five years. I worked with all the teachers at Dallas Independent School District on retirement planning. And it was a great business because I worked eight months of the year. I had a teacher schedule, but five times the teacher's income. So it was very lucrative. I had a great time. I took every holiday that they took off. I took summers off and I traveled the world and I went to 24 countries uh, inside of three years. And then, you know, 2020 hit and travel shut down and school shut down. So my, my life just kind of came to an abrupt halt all of a sudden, like most everybody's did. Right. And then all of a sudden the two things I love doing were just gone. And my, my good friend, Mike was still in the business, was still a real estate agent, still a uh, top producer. And he was like, Hey man, it's, it's, it's never too late. You can get into real estate now. And, and during 2020, I was thinking, okay, well, I was 41 years old at that time. You know, originally, I think whenever I got uh, a license in 2004, I was like 24, 23, 24 years old, which was doing the math, thinking you were pretty young at that point. Yeah. yeah. So it was funny, you know, at 41 during 2020, I'm asking myself, well, how do I start over without starting over? You know, what, what's my next move? I'm not going to get a job uh, because there were no jobs in 2020. And what kind of business do you get into uh, in the middle of that situation that we we're all going through? Now, I did see real estate started to grow, but my friend Mike, he's just always believed in me. And I think he just always believed I would be a good agent. And so he kept saying, hey, man, you just it, you, you got to get into real estate. So I said, OK, well, if I'm going to do that, I want to see if I can figure out a plan. Uh, and that would make me comfortable to get into real estate versus I think a lot of people will get into real estate and then try to figure out a plan. <laughs> so uh, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but I have just been through enough in my life where I was kind of like, ah. I was very apprehensive. A plan. Yeah, I was very, I was just very reluctant to start something new. Plus, I know how challenging it can be for real estate agents because I've seen it firsthand. Uh, I'm familiar with the stats and things like that. And, 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 you know, starting any business, not just real estate agents, but any business, those first uh, one to two years are extremely crucial, you know, very critical to your success. And so I just realized that and I said, okay, well, if I'm going to make this move and become an agent, I need to have a plan. I need to have a plan for lead generation. How am I going to attract business, especially in the middle of 2020 when there were no meetups, no networking events? You know, it wasn't nice to go door knocking. Uh, I mean, I guess you could have cold called, but still nobody really knew what was going on or understood what was going on. So I think there is still a lot of reluctance in the market. But uh, for me, it was just like, okay, let me see if I can figure out a way to attract business. And if I could figure that out, possibly, at least on paper, I would still have to apply it first to know if it worked. But I thought if I could, if I could see a plan on paper, maybe that would make me more comfortable. Now, how would I do that as a brand new agent? during 2020 when all these other doors were closed. So I figured that was going to be through social media, but 
I never really had a social media presence. I ha- I was kind of anti-social that whole time. It, that's the funny thing about it is I'm probably like a lot of 40 year olds and above that had that love hate relationship with social media because we didn't grow up with it. You know, I didn't have it in high school, wasn't there in college. Uh, you know, I kind of ignored it in the military. Whenever I came home, I got into you know, one-on-one sales jobs and where I still met with people one-on-one. So I just never had a, a need or a desire or want to do social media. And I was just, I thought, oh, I'm, I'm more of a people person. I don't want to live online. But, you know, this day and age, you know, and then we start to see the 20 and the 30 year olds make some good money off of social and we go, okay, well, maybe there's something I, I need to do here. And, but I didn't want to try five different platforms. I think that's a really uh, a big mistake any business owner, any real estate agent can make starting out because somebody will probably tell you, okay, now you're an agent. Congratulations. You need to be everywhere. You need to be on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. You, you know, they'll tell you to do that. And what happens, I think, number one, you get overwhelmed. Number two, all of a sudden you're, you're starting five new social media platforms and, and, and you don't ever truly understand one. And so if you start five, you end up putting maybe 20% effort across five different platforms. And so how will you ever truly understand and master one platform if you're only putting 20% effort there? So I think ideally it's best to choose one platform first, especially if you're starting out. Pick your platform. What's what's the platform you enjoy the most interacting with? Where do you maybe already have uh, an established uh, following or what are you most comfortable using? And maybe that is going to be the platform for you. And maybe that's not YouTube, maybe it's Instagram or TikTok. And so, uh, you know, it could be LinkedIn, it could be Facebook, but understand that platform, devise a plan for that platform, go a hundred percent on that platform. And I believe if you focus everything, you'll become a lot more successful sooner with that one platform. And then, then it's a lot easier to branch off into the other platforms after that once you've had success. So for me, it was YouTube. I just decided that that felt like a better fit for me because I was not a great real estate agent. I, w- I had no experience really, but I know Dallas like the back of my hand. I've been in Dallas for 20 plus years. So I realized YouTube was a search engine, really not a social media platform. So once I learned it was a social or it was a search engine, I thought, okay, I can actually make content about Dallas versus like trying to be, uh, you know, this amazing real estate agent, I can just kind of be a tour guide around town. I can explain some neighborhoods and suburbs and maybe, and I found out that's what people were searching a lot on YouTube. And so, you know, that's where I just started to create videos and, you know, built out my plan about what type of videos I wanted to make, what was being searched, uh, how often did I want to publish? When did I want to publish? How do I stay consistent? And really worked that up. And once I did that, I was like, okay, now I feel a little bit more comfortable about moving into real estate. And that's whenever I decided to pull the trigger, uh, renew my license, and then started that around December of 2020. And then the first year, our first full year, I partnered up with Travis and we were able to generate 690 leads our very first year from the YouTube channel. And that resulted in 64 closed transactions in our first year. 
And that was just over 33 and a half million in volume. And then it compounded. And that's what I really love about YouTube is because the compound effect. And 2022, we generated 1,958 leads from the channel. And that resulted in 156 closed transactions in our second wow. year. Yep. And wow. And uh, it was just crazy. 80 over 86.1 million in sales volume and wow. just from YouTube. And then you have this year, 2023, where everybody's like, OK, that was great. Yeah, 2022, that was easy, at least the first half of the year. Uh, what about this year? We've had consistently seven plus percent interest rates. And still we've closed already through uh, through August of 2023. We've done over 35 million closed from YouTube this year. That is absolutely incredible and impressive and congratulations. I am personally blown away. Um, COVID you. did a lot of things for us. And one thing that it did for us at Champions School of Real Estate is we had virtual classes since 2016, but agents didn't want to try them. When that was all that was available, we had people coming in left and right and on March the 13th, we shut down. And on March the 14th, we had real estate loan appraisal inspection all on virtual. So in that case, it was positive. Listening to you, and I hope that our students have written down some of the jewels that came out of your mouth in that a plan, a plan is really important. And it sounds like that you were already forward thinking that there has to be a plan. So you put your plan in place literally before you started your business. And most agents do it the flip side. They start out and they go, oh, I need a plan. I'm going to say to everyone listening, please do what Levi did and sit down and put a plan together. And we also have business plans that I'm happy if you just read it, championschool.com. I'll send you a blank business plan that every one of you watching today can just fill in the blanks. That'll get you started with something. The YouTube idea is huge. Obviously, 2020, you're right. We couldn't interface with people, but you interfaced with them on YouTube. There's a gentleman you might want to talk with in Austin, Suman Kim. I interviewed him as well. He moved from California in his first year, very similar to yours. All he used was social media, basically YouTube, and talked about Austin. Your YouTubes are fantastic. You talk about what you need to know about Dallas, uh, some negatives as well as positives. You show neighborhoods. Just amazing. How did you, as a retired veteran and your friend Travis, decide to do How did you agree to go with that platform and what made you decide to be a team? You're both veterans, but how did you decide to be a team? Well, first of all, I, I know Suman uh, well. We actually, we just spoke at an event in Austin a couple of weeks ago He's together. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, I mean, Travis and I didn't really partner up at first. We had met each other. I had started the channel and I worked on the channel for about uh, three months or so. And, okay. um, and, and so I was planning to go on it solo. However, I, I wanted, I was looking for a business partner because really, again, at my age, I wasn't looking to be uh, this rock star real estate agent, like opening doors and writing contracts. 
uh, I've, I've been in sales for 20 plus years. And as I mentioned earlier, always did belly to belly sales face to face. You know, I was always the one interacting with the client and I had a great time. I just think I had just reached a different chapter in my life this time. And I said, okay, you know what? I, I, I kind of want to focus more on this marketing thing. And, you know, I really enjoyed making the videos and I thought, man, if I could find somebody to partner with that maybe would be willing to, you know, open doors and write contracts, then that could allow me to just continually focus on uh, bringing in more clients and allow them to not have to worry about prospecting and they could just uh, go out and work deals. And so I was already kind of in that mindset. Um, and I met Travis probably around December when I started the channel, but it was brand new. And we kind of kept in touch over the next couple of months. And then what happened is we ended up, you know, spending some time together whenever the first clients started to come in from the channel. And Travis was really kind of like, hey, man, let me, uh, you know, you want me to, I'll, I'll go out and show him. I mean, he kind of volunteered, uh, you know, to take him out and about and show him around and everything. And and I was like, yeah, okay, sure. I mean, because uh, that saves me some time <laughs> to go out and run around. And so I would just tell the clients, I would talk to them on the phone and say, okay, well, hey, when you come into town, you're going to meet up with my, I just called him my partner at the time, even though it wasn't official. And I was just like, you're going to meet up with my partner, Travis, he'll show you around. And everybody was cool with it. And so I just realized from the very beginning that, that they just really wanted to work with, the, yeah, they wanted to work with the team. They had found so much value in the videos. And for me having a conversation with them, it just solidified the relationship and they didn't care who showed them around town or as long as they, they got the house. And Travis turned out to be a uh, master negotiator. And this was uh, crucial because the reason we were able to close that many deals in our first year, especially here in Dallas, is we were seeing massive bidding wars. You know, whenever by the time 2021 20, rolled around, there was 20 to 30 offers on every home. Exactly. And, and Travis was winning every, practically every deal. I don't think there was really a deal he might've lost one or two deals. And that was usually because the client didn't listen to him and, and, and uh, it went against his advice on how to win that offer. But otherwise uh, he, you know, he just had uh, such good sell skills in place from his previous career that he was able to really uh, negotiate very well with listing agents and uh, enough to win the deal pretty much every time. And so for me, it was like, okay, I didn't have to go show homes. I didn't have to negotiate uh, against 30 different agents and, and he didn't have to prospect. He didn't have to make videos. And so we realized after a few months, we started doing a lot of business and it seemed like a good uh, partnership. And so we thought, why, why not, uh, why not just make it official? So your roles really just took place organically. And it sounds like you are the rainmaker. You're the one getting the leads coming in the door. You can keep generating those leads. And then he's out there showing the properties but obviously an excellent negotiator and um, negotiation is such a huge part of success. And especially in 2020, 2021, um, when we had all the multiple bids on properties, we still have a great strong market. Um, you know, when people look at six and a half, seven and a half percent interest rates, that is still cheap, cheap money. I, again, don't even want to go the direction that I would like to go to say, gosh, I remember selling properties at 12 to 15%, but six and a half, seven and a half, it takes four years for people to get used to things. And um, I think that we had so much free money. We didn't even realize how free it was, but still it's a robust market. 
as you know, in Dallas and all over Texas. So I'm a new person sitting in the classroom and I'm looking at you and I'm thinking, I want to be Levi. So they are, I'm telling you right now, and um, you are giving them great information on don't try everything, pick the thing that might work for you. If you've been out of business for a while and need to understand etiquette in the workplace, or you want to know how to better manage your time, then you need business etiquette. You're on a lunch date with a customer and you want to feel confident about dining etiquette and introducing your clients correctly to others. You also need business etiquette. This course also teaches you how to public speak, how to set your lifetime and daily goals. If you're in sales, this course and class is a must. We sometimes believe times have changed to casual, but casual does not mean non-professional. Our Champion School of Real Estate Etiquette course fills up quickly for people from all walks of life. The loud voices of body language, the slam dunk preparation for the job interview, the powerful first impressions you want to make with your clients, all of these are part of this must-take two-day course. It's through Champion School of Real Estate's virtual campus, so you can enjoy the course from home. The best $145 you can spend to get you prepared for your new career. So as a brand new person, if they weren't going to do YouTube or Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, what are some things that you know has worked for you as well now that you're able to be belly to belly? As a new person, what advice would you give to someone watching you today? I would tell them to figure out what type of person they are and they have to ask themselves some questions. Are they a people person? Are they a reader and a writer? Are they a phone call person? Or are they, uh, uh, are they a video person? So those are the four things. Because you're right, YouTube may not be for you. But if you're a people person, like you're that person that is like, I would never sit in front of a camera and I could never pick up a phone, but I could talk to every single person I, I ever met. Well, mm -hmm. maybe open houses is, is what you do. You know, maybe you set up and you you understand how to develop the best open house possible to attract the most people in there. And then you get to interact with them face to face. If you're a phone call person, there is people I know that would rather make a hundred phone calls a day than talk to one person at Starbucks in person. You know, they would rather get rejected. And so if, if the faster you can realize what type of person you are, it's easier to pick the route you can go. If you're a reader and a writer, 
Well, maybe you start a Facebook group and, you know, you you uh, try to get as many people in there as possible by sending DMs and writing content for that mm -hmm. Facebook group and attracting people inside there to where you can just type away and respond to people or answer answer questions by by typing out, you know, long responses. And that takes that takes a lot. But you you think about that. So that's four ways. Right. If you're a phone call person. You could cold call, you could call FISBOs, you could call expires. If you're a people person, maybe it's open houses or throwing events in your neighborhood or doing something like that. If you're a reader and a writer, maybe as you build your list, you write the absolute best emails every single week to your database. I mean, email marketing is still extremely effective. And so if I think if you find the path of least resistance that that fits your personality, you're likely to stick with it. You're going to find more fun in what you're doing and you're going to probably survive the tough times uh, because you know, you'll stay consistent on the activity. And if you're a video person, like I, I wasn't a video person before, but I just understood how it, I could leverage it. And I felt like, Oh, I can make one video and that video could reach a hundred, a thousand, maybe 10,000 or 50,000 people versus every time I had a conversation with one person, that conversation died with that one person. It never went anywhere outside of the two of us. So now I have that same conversation. I just do it with the camera and hit record and then publish it on YouTube. And then that conversation is really with each individual person watching that video. And so that's why I say, hey, figure out what type of personality you are, figure out what fits inside that personality, all the different ways you can market. So again, if you're a phone call person, that could be cold calling, FISBOs, expireds, uh, I don't know, calling your friends and family even. Maybe you'd rather call them instead of, uh, you know, go over to their house or something. And if you're a people person, throwing events, open houses, how to do that. And then, and let's say if you're a people person and you want to do open houses and you're like, oh, that's a great idea. Well, study hyper learn open houses over the next 60 days. I believe you can hyper learn any subject in about 60 days. If you if you don't do Netflix and you don't uh, even if it's football season, I understand. But, you know, instead of watching a three hour football game, you watch three hours of YouTube videos on open houses. Or guess what? If you go on Amazon and type in open houses, guess what? There's probably going to be 50 books that pop up about open house marketing. Uh same thing with FISBOs. I promise you, if you type in FSBO on Amazon, you're going to pop up 50 books on how to market to FISBOs. So the information is out there. And if you take the time, energy, and effort to just hyper learn it over the next 60 days, which means buy at least 10 books. And I know that's a capital expense, but you have to do it. Maybe you buy the Kindle version for 99 cents. Okay. So I like, I, I'm a, I'm a physical book copy type of guy. So I would just buy the books, but you know, you can buy the Kindle version for probably 99 cents. Uh, buy 10 books on that subject. Watch every YouTube video on that subject you can. And uh, look at blogs online. Uh, you know, Google it, research it. If you know of any other agents that are really uh, good at that in your office or around your area, talk to them and just study that for the next 60 days. If you did that on open houses, I promise you could probably be the number one, if not number two, open house agent in your market like that even as a brand new agent, because most agents fall into what they're doing now. Most agents didn't set out to be the best postcard marketer campaigner out there, right? They probably just adopted somebody else's postcard style or somebody else's postcard campaign, or they just hired a company to do it for them. And they're just like, okay, we'll do that. But that takes a lot of 
money to do that. Uh, but if you studied postcard marketing and maybe you designed your own postcards and you understood positioning and lettering and coloring and, you know, how to grab attention and all of that, you could probably design your own stuff on Vistaprint and, and uh, you know, for next to nothing or Canva for free. And who knows, maybe you could become the best postcard marketer out there. You could probably beat everybody. And that's what, what I did on YouTube. I studied YouTube intensively for about 60 days. And guess what that allowed me to do? It allowed me to become the number one uh, agent in Dallas on YouTube. Even though there was already other agents that were on YouTube, I didn't really invent anything. I just saw a path and I looked at who was in my market doing what and how could I do that better? And could I learn more? And I learned so much more behind the scenes, how the platform works, uh, psychology, videos. I mean, all of that, that, that just works inside of YouTube. I watched so many videos on people that teach YouTube. They're not real estate agents, but there's people on YouTube that just teach YouTube. Well, watch those videos. So gather as much information as you can, hyper learn it over 60 days, and you'll be you'll be very, very good. You'll be in the top 5%, if not 1% in your market in that category if you do just that alone. Levi, you just amaze me that you are so passionate about everything you talk about. And what really amazes me is this is your bread and butter. You have really learned how to make YouTube the absolute best for you and your company. And yet you're willing to share it with everybody watching and listening today. I really congratulate you for doing that because, as I said, this is what you do. And yet you're telling everybody, read, educate become the best at whatever platform it is you want to use, you are not afraid of someone taking over your position. Tell me why. You know, it's funny, it's funny you say that because uh, whenever, when I got out of the military, uh, it, when I got back from Iraq in 2006, I just, I just wanted a job. Like I wasn't thinking about starting a business. You know, my friends still wanted me to be an agent. I just didn't want to do that. I was like, I just, I just need a, a job to get my mind off of stuff. Uh, I got into cell phones. I sold cell phones at Costco. If you've ever been inside Costco and saw that little cell phone booth, I was selling phones there in 2006. And, and the funny thing was, is that I did the same thing that I was, I've always done this. I've always said, okay, who's at the top? How did they get there? You know, what are they doing? Can I model it? Can I adapt it to fit my personality? And then can I do it better? Okay. So it's a very simple model for success. And so I looked at, I, I asked the, my manager, I was like, Hey, who's the number one salesperson, number two salesperson. They told me, I was like, Hey, okay. Is it cool if on my days off, I, I go over there and hang out with them. They're like, well, yeah, sure. It's your day off. Do what you want. I was like, okay. So on my, uh, initially on my first couple of days off, I would go to the store where they had the top agents and I would just talk to them and get to know them and, you know, and, and go from there. And so I think because that's the way I learned uh, as well, a lot of times that I'm, I'm happy to pass that on. But it was funny because shortly after that, I became the top salesperson at that company. And a new guy came in and started, you know, selling cell phones. And we happened to he happened to come to one of my stores to drop something off. Um, and he was like, oh, you're Levi. I, he goes, I always see your name at the top of the sales board. And I was like, yeah. And, and uh, he said, well, he said, uh, yeah, can you tell me 
some, some tips and tricks. And I said, sure. What do you got? And he goes, he goes, what's the best shift, you know, because we, we had morning and afternoon and evening shifts there. Right. And you had to choose your time and everything. And I said, I said, well, my shift is the best shift. And he goes, well, what do you mean? I said, well, my, I said, it doesn't matter. I said, whenever I'm working, that's the best shift. I said, there's going to be people that tell you the morning shifts, the best shift. Well, guess what? Those, those are the people that work in the afternoon. The people that work in the in the morning will tell you the afternoon shift is the best shift, right? Because they couldn't sell anything. So the people will always make those excuses or say something is better or the grass is greener. But I said, my shift is the best shift because that's when I'm working. And if I make the most out of my shift and my opportunity, then I'm going to capitalize on that. And then, you know, and then we got into like sales tips and tactics and things like that. And he goes, he said the same thing. He goes, why, are, why are you willing to share all of this with me? You know? And, um, and I just said, well, I said, because you're not me. <laughs> you know, I said, so I said, I don't know. I said, I don't know if you're going to be better than me or if you'll never be better than me, but I just know that I'm me. My shift is the best shift. I control what I do. I said, I have no idea what you'll do. I'm happy to share with you everything that I do, but there's, there's no way you can just directly copy every aspect of what I'm doing. You might be able to take bits and pieces and adapt it to fit your personality. And you're either going to do that better or not as good as I am. But either way, if you end up doing better, that's just going to motivate me to do better. So it's the same thing. I mean, now I'm not worried. Yeah. I'm not worried about it just because uh, if I see anybody and guess what, there's a lot of people coming on to YouTube right now, especially in Dallas. And what that does for me is that it makes me say, okay, I've got to, I've got to make better content. You know, how do I do things differently? And most of them are starting out, you know, they're adapting things that I did early on, which is fine. So, but now I'm, I'm, you know, a step ahead or a little bit further. So I, I can adjust and I can say, okay, more people are coming into the market. So I just need to tweak some things, uh, not to, not to try to, I just got to be better. You know, if I want to still generate business. And the thing is, is that, my channel still cannot capture all the transactions in Dallas. And exactly. so there's, there's plenty of business to go around and mm-hmm. I'm just going to work on me and competing with myself. I think it would be really difficult to find anybody as excellent as you are. You have all of it down to the point of being extremely, extremely uh, interesting and not only interesting, but you've educated yourself in so many ways and I also want our students to know you're sharing with us and you share all over the United States and you were just recently in Canada and you share, share, share your story, which says volumes about you as a person. So is there any time for Levi to like rest and have vacation? Um, how many hours a week do you say you are in front of the camera doing your social media slash YouTube sales and marketing. Have you ever heard of the book, The 4-Hour Workweek? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> video video is the true 4-Hour Workweek. So the funny thing is, is I may look busy because of all the content that goes out, but it really takes me, I mean, less than maybe less than two hours a week to to record content. And now that that does help with my proficiency level. Now I'm a lot better at it than Mm -hmm. I was. It did take me longer in the beginning, but now it's it's probably the least amount of my time that I spend on my business is making video. It just appears that I'm constantly making video all the time on the outside. So I think it's the best way to leverage your time if you ever want to scale yourself in your business. Video is the ultimate way to do that. I love uh, when people say, I wish I had more hours in a day. 
or I wish there was more of me. Well, if you make a video, guess what? You've got two of you. If you make two videos, you've got three of you. If you make, yeah, mm -hmm. if you make three videos, you've got four of you. And so those videos are prospecting for, that's why, that's why we wrote the book. Uh, I don't know if you know about the book, but we wrote the book, Passive Prospecting. And that's what the whole concept of passive prospecting is about, is about uh, creating video and letting the video do the prospecting work for me. So Yes, you may need to be a phone call person or an open house person, but just realize you're always going to be trading your direct time during that activity. Uh, I may make a video for 30 minutes and it has the potential to be watched tens of thousands of hours. And so that's returning a compound uh, return on my investment of time. So everybody loves the idea of compound interest. Well, what's the concept of that? Mm -hmm. Investing a little bit up front and letting it compound over time. Well, that's what I do with video. I invest a little bit of time up front and it compounds. And so on the on the surface, it looks like I'm everywhere. I'm making videos 24 seven uh, nonstop. I have no time for fun, but that's not the case. I actually stayed the weekend in Canada and we went hiking and went to Victoria and went to you know uh, all these different places around there for the weekend. When I go to Calgary uh, tomorrow, I speak on Thursday, on Friday and Saturday, we're going uh, up in the mountains, we're going hiking. So we're taking, you know, so if I get to travel to these areas to speak and it's, uh, it's like on the, you know, the back end of the week, I'm going to stay the weekend and, and go hiking and have some fun or bring, uh, you know, the, the girlfriend with me or whatnot. She's, you know, gone on some trips with me as well. So uh, Travis will bring his kids sometimes, you know, so uh, depending on where we're at, we spent January, I had a speaking event in Hawaii. And Travis brought the whole family. You know, I brought my girlfriend. We brought a couple of our team members, you know, and so we stayed over a week in Hawaii. So I only spoke for one day, but really just an hour for one day. And that was it. And the rest of the time, exactly. we, yeah, we had fun. So we had the best job. Yeah, we're your yeah. vacation, right? We're, yeah, we're getting these opportunities to to speak and and go to conferences, and so we just extend them a little bit to to have a breather. Congratulations! You have just done. You know, when we think that everybody has invented everything that's out there possible to do well in business, and then here you are, you took YouTube and just made it your thing the amount of sales that you've generated from it is exceptional. I am so personally uh, proud of the success that you and Travis have generated for yourself and so glad that we met up with you at Inman and um, the one of the executives in my company said, read it. One of our champions, students, team, they're doing super with YouTube. You need to interview them. I can't thank you enough for your time today, Levi. And I want you to show the book again. And if you would tell our students how they can purchase the book. Uh, they can go to uh, book.passiveprospecting.com. Uh, they can go there or they can also go on Amazon, of course. And it's okay. passive, yeah, passive prospecting. If you want to go to book.passiveprospecting.com, you can do that. Or on Amazon. Perfect. Yep. You're going to get some sales and that's awesome. So students go to living in Dallas, Texas.com. Look at the beautiful sites that Travis and Levi have. Oh, and um, uh, yes, so our, web, our website is living in Dallas, TX.com. 
Okay. Not yeah. Texas spelled out. Right. Living in Dallas. Living in Dallas, TX.com. But more importantly, if they go on YouTube and search Living in Dallas, Texas, they'll be able to find our channel. Perfect. Because I know they want to do that. Yeah. They want to see these amazing YouTubes that you have put together that are exceptional and obviously have brought you so much business. They're with EXP Realty. It's Levi Lastic mm -hmm. and as well, Travis Plum. And uh, tell Travis hello. Sorry that we didn't get to see his face today, but I totally appreciate the fact he's like, this is the YouTube guy here, Levi. He's the one you need to talk to. Thank you for your time and for all the valuable, valuable information. We so appreciate it. And um, we'll see you next time. Any parting words you would like to give to our students? No, thank you so much, Rita, for having us on today. And also, yeah, I mean, Champions is a great school and, you know, really made the learning process for licensing very simple. And I just appreciate, you know, everything that you've put together. I think it's really cool to be able to have a discussion with you and something that I would have never thought would have happened from starting this journey. But it's just a great opportunity when you find success that, you know, you get to have conversations and meet uh, other great people. And so I really appreciate everything you've done and you've built a, a great, great. Um, thank you. And I, again, appreciate you giving back, giving back to all of those new people. They look at you and I know I said it before, but I'm saying it again. They're like, I want to be like him. I want to do what he's doing. So congratulations. Thank you. Do you want to know what successful people in real estate do every day? Learn the how, the why, the what of their daily success by tuning in to our Champion School of Real Estate podcast every week. Every Wednesday, we will add new insights to elevate your entrepreneurship and help you make new breakthroughs in your business. You can do it. We can help at Champion School of Real Estate Weekly Podcast.